What's going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to Los Golpes Gonzalez Show. We got a special, special guest tonight on the show. We're going to get into it. Uh, we're going to talk about Theofimo Lopez and Haney. We're going to talk about Tyson, Holyfield. We're going to talk about Floyd. We're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to talk about a lot of things here. I do got a special guest on the show tonight by the name of Joe Zagarino, professional boxing trainer and manager. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. It's a pleasure to be on. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, you know. Um, well, with everything going on, right, it's kind of like, what can we do, right? Yeah, you know what? It's nice to mix it up. It's nice to get on the show. You know, Corona's got the whole country upside down. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, you're right, man. So it's it's pretty crazy right now. So let, let let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, let's talk a little bit about your background. You know where where you come from. You know, uh, so that way the audience here, you know, can actually uh, get a little feel of uh, who Joe Zagarino is. Well, I grew up in the boxing gym. Whole families full of fighters, and I started fighting around 12 years old probably had about 40, 50 amateur fights. Um, I used to live upstate New York. Pros came out of there, like Abraham Nova, Gary Mom. Uh, excellent talents. And I moved down to Long Island. I actually trained um, out east at Atlantic Veteran Memorial, another good gym. Okay. We went to Freeport PAL with uh, Coach Joe Higgins now, helping train fighters there. I have... Uh, fighter right now, Alex Martin. We just pulled an upset over somebody 16-0. and 0. Okay, okay. I've worked with fighters with records 3-8 uh, and eight and pulled record uh, upsets over people 8-0. and 0, You know, so I've been around it my whole life, and now I'm trying to get into the business side of it. And it's just a pleasure to help fighters, because I've been around it so long that I see where things go wrong. There are such minor mistakes that fighters make. Just trusting the wrong people and things like that. And correct. It's nice will make a difference. Correct, correct, correct. So that's what you're trying to do, man. You, you know, you want to help out these boxers, you know, managing them. Not only managing them, but also training them and just getting them, in, getting them you know, these right fights. And, um, you know, so that way they could prolong their career and, and, and hopefully, you know, um, make a, either a payday or not only that, man, a lot of fighters, obviously a lot of fighters, you know, they're, they want the payday, but the, also, you know, the record does count, you know, obviously look at Mayweather, but he was both, you know, uh, the record and, and, um, the payday, but, uh, no, man, that's a good thing that you're, what you're doing, because that's, that's also what I'm doing on my end too, you know, even though uh, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, even though, you know, we got the Los Golpes Gonzalez show, the, my, my podcast, but now, you know, I'm officially licensed, you know, to uh, manage these boxers. I got a, a promotion company coming out pretty soon. And, uh, man, you know, so I understand exactly what it is, you know, that, that you're doing. So let's get into it with Delfimo Lopez and Haney. Now, there's a lot, a lot of talk about that in regards to them Great fighting. Fight. I, we're, me and you were texting earlier today. And we we're talking about it, and you actually, you know, gave me the idea to talk about it today. So thank you for that. Um, and I think it'll be a great fight, honestly. I think it'll be a great fight, but I still feel like Delfimo Lopez has the edge. So here's my perspective on it. I was actually, um, I had the luxury of being involved in the camp. Like, just I went there for sparring, and I saw Richard Comey, and he was training with Andre Rozier. Okay. And he was looking real sharp before the Teofimo fight. And I know he got caught and 
you know, it's boxing. Anything can happen. But for a fighter to walk in with, what, a 14-0 and record and uh-huh. fight someone like uh, Richard Comey, uh-huh. out like that, and to do it so calmly, it is so unbelievably impressive. And on the same side, Devin Haney, too, you know, he fought a pretty good fighter from DR, and he put on a pretty good show. You know, it took him a little while to adjust. It was a last-minute replacement, but both fighters are very, very good. I think that Teofimo's a little too much. I think if Devin Haney could box him, you know, he would do okay. But I think if Teo adjusted the footwork, I think he beats him up, man. I, 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 I agree, too. I'm a big fan of both of them, Teofimo and, you know, uh, Haney. I wouldn't be shocked either way. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's a good point right there. I wouldn't be shocked either way. I, I do feel like Teofimo does have that edge um, just because of, because of his power. You know, he has that power, and he just has that boxing IQ. But Haney, too, he has the boxing IQ. He can move around. He can, if he, if he, he un- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, he can box. He can box. He, if he outboxes Delfimo, then it'll be tougher for, for Lopez because of the fact that Lopez, he's also a skilled fighter, but he relies more, I feel like, on his power. He's very good at um, something that I practice a lot is catch and shoot. And he's very good at it. And the way to, like, beat a counterpuncher, somebody does that a lot of times is with, like, offsetting their rhythm. And a lot of feints, a lot of lateral movement. And Devin Haney has that. The only Correct. reason I feel like Devin Haney might have trouble is he does reach a bit with his punches. You know, I, I watch him a lot of times. He overcommits. He steps a little deep, but he rolls well. You know, he does do things almost like an old veteran fighter. Like, he's been yeah. around it so much. You can see them both. They're, those are two people that were born to fight. Now do you think now now do you think like to today they posted up uh you know pictures and stuff. I actually posted it up on uh on our page uh with uh Haney training with Mayweather. Do you think that with with being trained by you know obviously he's not his official trainer but you know just being in the ring and 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 uh you know basically picking his brain, do you think that would actually elevate Haney in regards to like being more of a defensive fighter, more of a smart fighter, then, you know, would that give possibly him the edge over Lopez? Maybe that would help him. Well, Teo works with the guy Joe Gamash, who's a very good coach in his own right. Great coach. And the whole Floyd Mayweather thing, Floyd's a genius. Like, people don't realize how good Floyd is offensively. And you watch him even when he's coaching. Like, a lot of the things he does, it's, you know, he does have the defense there. But even, like, the little clips, you see, he has really good offense, even in his teaching. You know, you watch Pretty Boy Floyd, he was a vicious, vicious person. I mean, oh, yeah. he love the combinations. And I think Devin Haney kind of reminds me of him in a lot of ways, you know. There's never going to be another Floyd, but, you know, there's only one Devin Haney. So and it helps never. being actually in the gym with Floyd. You know, yeah, to pick his brain. Yeah, I think they complement each other very well. And that's another thing. I think if he worked with Floyd, Floyd's going to tell him, don't let Teo set his feet. And I think, um, you know, obviously Devin's dad must be doing a good job. You know, I don't, I know there's coaches who never fought before, but, you know, I don't have any real opinion on that because I'm not in their shoes. Right, right. But I think that having Floyd in his corner, I think would make a huge difference. Oh, but yeah. I still wouldn't. Tao out because Kamash, that guy, uh, you know Otto Wallen, the one with Tyson Fury. Yes, yes. Joe Kamash brought him up, and I met Joe Kamash when I was in Sweden with my guy Kennedy Katende. Okay. And 
good coach. So, you know, it's a toss-up fight, and the Bulls are around such. I mean, boss. if you have if you have Floyd on your corner, you know, if you have him in your corner, there's nothing bad about that, really. Like no. that that's that's awesome. You know what I mean? And and I mean, I have my opinions about Floyd. You know, as when he was fighting, but I, I like him as a businessman, and you know he's a great fighter. You can't take nothing about, you can't make, take nothing from him in regards to uh, to that. I do feel though that Haney does have to uh, mature a little bit more, you know. Um, but I feel like it's a right fight, like for both of them, honestly, because they don't really have much professional fights under their belts, right? Yeah, I think they're both the top dogs in the division. Right, uh, and technically, they're they're still prospects. In a way, you know, yeah, I mean, I even. I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. Now, Ryan Garcia, he is, he's like a, another version of Floyd. Like, he knows how to sell fights. Yeah, um, he's yeah. a star. And rightfully so. You know what? He promotes himself well. I won't knock him for it. And he can, he can fight too. You know, I think Ryan's a little more green than them, but I think Canelo's team. Are doing such an amazing job with him. Oh yeah, yeah. Great. Um, he should take time, you know, work with them for another year. There's no reason to race it. I, I listen. He's young and hungry. I understand it. You know, so you can't knock him for wanting to fight everyone. Now that 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 brings me to the point where, in regards to Ryan Garcia, have you seen that how him and Abner Mares have been going back and forth? He better. He should stay away from Abner Mares, Linares, all of them. I Dude, think it's, Abner Mares, I think will. I personally do think that he would put hands on Garcia, dude. I think so, too. Listen, anybody's got a puncher's chance, especially with hand speed like that. But I think Abner Morris is a big And Abner Morris made a good point. He, I mean, Ryan Garcia hasn't really fought anybody. No, but you know what? And, and Ab, you know, Ryan Garcia hasn't really fought anybody. And, and Abner Morris is a, a four-time champ. You yeah, know what I mean? You know, he's a special fighter. There's no doubt about that. That 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 would be a good one. I would actually pay to see that fight with Abner Mares and Ryan Garcia. I will pay to see uh, Haney and Garcia and Delfimo. And I I will see that. I would really see that. Go ahead. I think uh, what's it called? You know, Ryan Garcia versus Abner Mares. Listen, if he pulls off that win, crazy impressive for Ryan Garcia. Oh and yeah, crazy. that will set him up. Yeah, one or two more fights I think you should take and then take a fight like that. You know, there's no because re- at the end of the day, in a year, everyone will still be talking about it. He's not like he's going anywhere. So there's no reason for him to race it. I think Eddie Reynoso really cares about his fighters. And when he tells Ryan, yes. you know, take it easy, he should listen. Like Tank Davis, everybody forgets about him. Tank Davis fights the level of his competition. And I think when you put him in there with someone who's a bit better, uh-huh. I think he's still dangerous. I don't think he's beating Teo or Devin Haney, but, you know, I don't think Ryan Garcia should go near him either. I agree. No, I agree with you on that one, man. I mean, it, it, it it's a flip of a coin, you know, with, with that. Like, with those fights, honestly, I think Ryan Garcia has he has a good chance, you know, with, with either of those fights. But I feel like right now he needs to fight at least two, three more, like you said. Fight a little, you know, two, three more fights. Get his little, you know, get get his uh, experience up, and then once he gets his experience, you know, then take on those those heavy hitters. Yeah, because listen, he's gonna be a huge draw. I mean, if that guy takes his time, oh, he's a he, he's gonna be the face of boxing soon. One hundred percent. 
Yeah, and I think in three, four years, I think Ryan's going to be a real problem for anyone. I just think he's adjusting to Canelo's team, and I think it's a great fit. There's no reason to force it. Like, if Haney started working with Floyd, I wouldn't let Haney fight ten, uh, Teofimo next. I was there. I'd do at least one full camp with him, get a warm-up fight, and then go fight Teo. You know, you want to let people chill a bit. Exactly. No, I, I agree with that. And, I mean, like I said with Haney, it doesn't hurt to have Floyd in your corner. And with Ryan Garcia, it doesn't hurt to have Canelo in your corner. And that brings me up to the next topic for us to talk about with Canelo. Now, what do you, like, what do you think is going on with that? You know, with, with Canelo, you know, they were supposed to fight this month. Uh, he was supposed to fight uh, Billy Joe Saunders, which is, I personally think, would be a tough fight for Canelo. Uh, so the thing is this with Canelo. Canelo, um, he drags his feet a bit, and it seems the way to give Canelo problems is the same, like you know, breaking rhythm, breaking distance, lateral movement. You know, Correct. he's a counter puncher by nature, and I think that a lot of the times he fights people who are a little flat footed too. Like you see, even with Amir Khan, Amir Khan did very well in that fight. Ruslani Lara. Until he had his lights put out. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> Gotta give him credit, man. He's a tough dude to take that fight. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta no give business. credit to whoever steps in the ring. Yeah, 100%. He had no business fighting Canelo. But you know what? He did well. And I think that um, you, people like Billy Joe Saunders, or someone I actually worked with for a couple of days when I was out in Florida, Willie Monroe. Okay. The, I think Willie would cause... Canelo a lot of problems. I think, you know, Billy would cause Canelo a lot of problems. People who have good rhythm and good timing, you know, and can fight a little erratic, they're going to cause Canelo problems, especially oh, when it gets Oh, yeah, and then plus, Billy Joe Saunders, he, he's, a, he's an experienced fighter. Um, he's yeah. a bigger fighter. He's a bigger fighter. Uh, he has more power, I believe. He has more power than Canelo, even though Canelo has, you know, he's underrated with uh, with his power. And, um, I mean, Canelo, you can't take nothing from him. He has skills. He has that boxing IQ. He's a beast. He's a beast in the ring, honestly. And I feel like, but with Billy Joe Saunders, I don't know. I don't know. That would be a really tough fight for, for Canelo. And maybe with the, everything going on with the COVID-19, it might have uh, worked out perfect for him not to have that fight this month. <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to run it in September. You know, the sleeping giant in that division, Benavides. Oh, now Benavidez down. That's going to, that, I would love to see that one. I think he beats Canelo. I think he beats Samoa. I think Caleb Plant, you know, he's barking up the wrong tree on that one, man. Oh, yeah. I agree with you 100% on that. Benavidez will, 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 will put hands on Canelo. I just, I don't know. Like, I'd rather see, honestly, I think I'd rather see uh, Billy Joe Saunders fight Canelo first, and then after that, the Benavidez fight. Yeah, I think I think that whole weight class. A lot of these weight classes, man, right now are packed. I think those are all such great. They're fights. stacked right guys, now. Yeah, it's kind of overwhelming if you really think about it. Hundred percent. I think it's been uh, for the first time in a very long time that a lot of these uh, divisions in every division there's 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 big fights, there's mega fights in in a lot of these divisions. You know, now heavyweight is back in you know in the mix now. And right now, I think boxing is in a great, great place right now because before, you know, let's go back a little bit where it was Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather, 
you know, um, it was kind of like it was just them, right? Like, like the spotlight was on them. Now, all these, you know, prospects that have come come up and that they're coming up, there's just a lot, a lot of big fights, a lot of great fights that could be made. And I'm excited. As a boxing fan, I'm excited. 100%. It's like boxing got a refresh one. And I mean, look at the Oh, yeah. Game. I was actually um, another one that I was at the luxury of being in camp with. Like, I was there having my guy spar with Danny Garcia. And right. he was he won Daryl Spence. I was talking to him about it. And he makes a lot of good points, man. Uh, you know, I think Danny might be there. Like, I think Danny's a very underrated fighter. And I agree with I you. And he said that Danny hit like nothing he's ever felt before. And, you know, it was great sparring. Great, great sparring. And he said to me, he goes, listen, he goes, I fought Errol twice in the amateurs. He goes, and Errol was a great fighter. He goes, but you can't crack like Danny. And, wow. you know, it, I found that quite interesting. And also, Errol pulls back a lot. And Danny has very good timing when you pull out. You know? Oh, yeah. And he has very good discipline. That's the thing. When you're in the ring, you have to have that discipline. You got to know when to shoot and when to like lay back and, and defend. And he's got a great chin. And he has a, yeah, exactly. Good point right there. He has a very great chin. I'm a big fan of uh, of Danny Garcia, and I, I, I do believe that, uh, you know, he's going to be, I mean, he wants that Pacquiao fight, you know, uh, with Pacquiao. Yeah, of course. I'm a huge Pacquiao fan. I personally think that Pacquiao could still beat him. Yeah, I think that's the thing, though. That's the beauty of it. It all beat each other. Like, look at Sean Porter versus Crawford. You can't just say Crawford's going to beat him. Sean's an animal. Yeah. Crawford might be too small. Do I think Crawford's a better boxer? Yeah. But you know what? You can't count him out. Can you say Sean will lose to Manny Pacquiao? I don't know. But Manny Pacquiao might beat Sean up. Like, it's all mix and match. Even Keith Thurman, he's still in the mix. Anybody can say what they want, but he was one time for a reason for a while. Oh yeah, and, and can, hey, can you see that? Can you see that that rematch with Thurman and Pat? I actually don't have too much interest in it, even though it was a great fight. The only reason that I don't have interest in it is because there's just so many fights to be made. Like you said, it's overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I want to see Errol versus Crawford. I want to see Errol versus Danny or Pacquiao versus Errol. And the fact that Pacquiao's, what, 40 years old and he's in this conversation, he's an all-time great. I don't care what anyone says. But put him in the ring with any of them and he could still lights out. Yeah, most definitely. Pacquiao's an animal, you know. He's a genius in the ring. People don't realize how smart he is. He has crazy high ring IQ. He's a great puncher, great distance. He has great movement, you know, and... I think that Pacquiao could beat any single person in the division. Do I think he will? Probably not, but he could. You know, Pacquiao can hit anyone. I mean, but like how you said, just the fact that he's still in the conversation with these with these younger fighters, you know, with the next generation, I mean, that speaks volumes uh, about who Pat, Manny Pacquiao is, you know, yes. and, and the, the level that he fights and, and, and the fact that he could still get in the ring you know, it's up in the air if he could take the uh, the W, but the fact that he could still get in the ring with them, oh, man, like, that, that, that to me, as a boxing fan, that excites me, you know, and, like, how we were talking about with the whole, with all the divisions, like, it's just overwhelming. I love it. It's more content for me, right? You know, it's more content for me. It's just, and not only that, it's just for, like, the, for a boxing fan, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love it. You know who I feel, I almost feel bad that I left out. 
when you're talking about prospects at 135 to jump down to the division because he moved up to 130, the best fighter in boxing prospect, Shakur Stevenson. Oh, yeah. And is a future superstar. I think he's the best fighter in boxing right now coming up. He reminds me a lot of his manager, Andre Ward. Like, the way they fight, the mentality. I mean, like Andre that. Ward is a beast. That's one of my favorite I'm, fighters, too. I'm Plus, he's from the Bay Area. You know, I'm from Northern California myself. So, you know, I got to stick with my Northern Californians. Listen, man, that's my favorite fighter. And I can't tell you how many videos I watched of him. Just, like, even when I before my fights, I would sit down there and watch his videos. Like, the mentality he had. You know, the dude was just, he was something different. You know what, he hey, I, I'm going to throw, throw you a curveball. Andre Ward and Canelo, who wins? He beats Canelo's ass. <laughs> I don't even think it's, listen, you know. I love you for that, man. I love you for that because I feel the same way. It'd be a, listen, it'd be a boxing clinic. And, you know, I have to say, like, they were talking about Triple G versus Andre Ward back in the day. Oh, hell like, no. Do you realize, like, what Andre Wood did in boxing, like the Super Six, and he went over and fought Kovalev. Everyone thought Kovalev was on twice. And then the rematch, yeah, in the rematch, he stopped him. Virgil Hunter said, leading up to that fight, you can all call me crazy, but Kovalev's gonna quit. He's gonna quit in this fight. Uh, and yep. said, he said it, and they went out and did it. You know, and then when he said uh, Virgil Hunter hit the goes, uh, we're gonna fight, uh, you know, what's his name, uh, Anthony Joshua. And like as crazy it sounds, for a second I'm such an Andre Ward fan. I go, he might fucking do it. Like he might be able to. I know. There's just some people have such you know high. I feel I feel and, that if anybody could come out of retirement, um, if I had to put my money on either Floyd coming out of retirement or Andre Ward, I put my money on Andre Ward. I hope he stays home and enjoys his wife and kids, man, because. That's one blessed man, and I hope he stays home and enjoys all the business <laughs> and enjoys managing fighters. Well said, well said. He's got a great fighter in Shakur, and, you know, they got such a great gym over there. And Shakur, you know, he, he, not only is he backed up by uh, by Ward, he's also managed, you know, by uh, Rock Nation, right. you know, Rock Nation. Yeah. So... He he, honestly, man, the sky's the limit for for Shakur Stevenson. I I I like Shakur Stevenson, man. I like the kid, you know, and what he could do. I feel like when he fought um, Joel Gonzalez, um, that fight, I already knew he was gonna beat Joel, you know. But it was a little personal because of the regards to that he's dating Joel's sister, you know, a little personal. So I guess I don't know. Maybe it was to to spark up or to sell the fight or whatever the case is. But uh, Shakur, he he's a professional. He he's a professional, and I, and I like the kid. And you know, I'm excited to see what the future brings for him. Listen, that those are character building moments. The fight under any additional pressure, anything that's out of your comfort zone, all those things make a big difference in the long run. Right. And I think the core, like he's in camp with like Terrence Crawford and them. Um, you know, I gotta say, like. I think that kid's just something else. Like, I think they're, all these fighters are special. But I think when it's all said and done, we close this chapter, we move on to the next generation, Shakur's going to be the name that really stands out. I mean... I agree with you. I agree with you. I've, I've seen that ever since he came out of the Olympics. Yeah, I remember I was watching a fight of him a couple of years ago. He was an amateur a couple of years ago before the Olympics. And, like, this kid just understood distance, almost like he was from Cuba. It was, like, right. the craziest thing. You know, he understands distance. He understands spring generalship. He always knows where he is. He's always controlling the pace. And, you know, the 
Tiz just got something. I think, like I said, I think some people are born for it, and he most definitely is. Like, I think he's, you know, the next Andre Ward of the boxing world, and I don't think anyone's going to beat him. I think the only person you could put in front of him that could beat him right now, and it would be a travesty to match them all, is still Lomachenko. And I'm not saying he would beat him, but there's no reason, again, to race things. I think certain things, you know, there's no reason to push too far. And he's, you know, that he's, right there would be a crazy, crazy yeah. matchup. Crazy. And, you know, it's not that big. He's a little dude. He's moving up in weight for bigger fights. Like, I know everyone's harassing him to fight Teofimo. But, you know, at the end of the day, Teofimo could punch. I don't think he's as good as, you know, Lomachenko. But you never know. You know, he has a chance to prove it if they fight. Prediction. But Who wins that fight? That's one Lomachenko and Lopez. Who wins the fight? Personally, I think the Filmo. I think the Filmo takes it. The storyline sounds good, and I could see Teo beating. But him. then again, Lomachenko. He's a he's a raw beast. Like he reminds me a lot like a, tri- a triple G. He does. He remind, re- reminds me a lot like a triple G. I that would be a great fight. That fight can honestly go either way. Maybe personally, yes. I would like to see Lopez take that fight. You know, like to 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 win that fight. But I'll be satisfied with whatever outcome because with that yes. with that outcome, whatever happens with that outcome is going to be a way better fight for both those fighters. Yeah, I think, uh, and I don't think either one of their careers would really be hurt by it. Oh I no, no, no. I probably favor Lomachenko only because of that. That amateur background, man, makes such a difference. And I think the dude's just mentally tough, dude. And I think he's a bit better of a boxer. Right. And I think Teofimo's so big on counter punching. I think he might be tough to counter. You know, I know Lenore's dropped him, but to me, that doesn't really mean all that much. In all honesty. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Like, I've seen people get dropped in sparring with, like, iron chins and just get caught. They're not even hurt. They go down, you know, maybe a little buzzed or whatever. But they get up. Like, Lomachenko was yeah. fine when he got up. Now, you know? Linares and uh, Garcia, who wins? Linares. Linares beats him up. By far. I feel, and I'm a fan of Ryan Garcia. He's probably going to be uh-huh. mad that I say this, but I think Linares will, will, will take him. I think he might stop him. I think, like I said, I think he should listen to his team. Let his body develop. Let his ring IQ develop. Get more comfortable with his corner. You know, I think he. I don't think he even knows Spanish. To be perfectly honest, I think Ryan Garcia Spanish. doesn't know Spanish. Yeah, I, know, I think he should learn Spanish. Your coaches speak Spanish. Learn Spanish. That's why I know? feel like it's a weird dynamic, like a weird, like little duo with uh, him and Canelo, and even with uh, with uh, Reynoso. Uh, um, I don't know if Reynoso even knows English. To be honest with you, so he always speaks in Spanish. Yeah, so that that's something that uh, I'm gonna need to look into with that. But I know for a fact Ryan Garcia does not know Spanish. He knows a little bit. He could get by, but he's a kid from Victorville, you know, California, and you know, um, his parents. I'm pretty sure his parents know Spanish, but I mean, he does rep, you know, uh, Mexico and stuff like that. So I respect him with that. Um, yeah, he seems like a proud kid. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? At the end of the day, Spanish or not, whether you don't know Spanish or 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 whatever the case is, if you represent Mexico, you know the uh, 
you know, your your motherland country, whatever the case is. Like, I respect you for that. And, you know, at the end of the day, as long as you can get in the ring and fight, that's all that matters. Yeah, I think... To um, me, personally. Yeah, Mexico supports its fighters. And boxing is its own language. Yeah, 100%. That's the thing. But, like, I've worked with fighters who don't speak English, and you can demonstrate. Like, you can get by or have people stand by and translate. I just feel like in the moment of the fight, I think you should be able to understand his coach. And right. listen, he's a full-time fighter. I don't know what he does on the side, you know, with the Instagram and this and that. But, you know, I'm sure he's doing well. Oh, yeah. Players. I mean, Golden Boy, yeah, they got him set up. Yeah, get yourself a tutor. Sit down and learn Spanish. You know, something good, you know, mentally build yourself up. Now, that's the only thing, though. In in, in, in the Mexican community, if, if you don't know Spanish and you're representing Mexico like that, like, you're going to get a lot of criticism. You know, yeah. by your own community, you know, and for him, it would benefit him to uh, to learn Spanish and and even marketing. Yeah, for instance, you know, it's kind of a little off topic, but Selena, Selena, you know, the the uh, rest in peace, Selena, the great Selena, you know, um, she didn't know Spanish, but she did Spanish music, right? So she started learning Spanish as as she started, you know, making music and stuff like that. But whenever she would go to perform in Mexico, she would get ripped. She would get ripped, you know, with uh, uh, the Mexicans out in Mexico, like, because technically she was speaking Spanish, you know, not fluently. So Ryan has that where he's going to have to learn to deal with stuff and whatever. If he doesn't know, end up learning Spanish, as long as you could put in the ring, you know, that work and represent the Mexican community the right way, he'll get love. Yeah, 100%. You know what? He deserves it. I just think that, like I said, to me, all of this is, besides, like, marketing and everything, it's just to build that rapport and understand your coach. Ryan knows how to market himself. I don't know if he has somebody behind him or if it's just all him, but he knows how to market himself right now. That's what I've been, like, trying to get. Like, I work with fighters, and I make a point of that. Like, a lot of managers kind of just sign fighters and then they did like kind of wait till a fight appears or they'll reach right. out to a couple matchmakers and stuff and like all the matchmakers will tell you I harass them like I'm <laughs> like, and I try and like help fighters build a personal brand you know, come up with a business plan like a personalized business plan a fighter should look at their careers alright I'm in this for say 8 to 10 years you know what's the game plan like and it seems like Ryan Garcia had a good game plan going in. He's a good-looking kid, sharp, dresses well, well-spoken. You know, he's charismatic, and he has all these things going for him. And a lot of fighters, you know, like Andre Ward. He looks like a little De La Hoya. Yeah, 100%. Like, you got to sell your personality. And, like, I think that we're going to see um, a lot of fighters selling themselves better. Like, because at the end of the day, you're a business. Like, I'm a real estate agent. Like, I form an LLC. Okay. My name now is an actual company. You know, my real estate career is now a business. A fighter should build a business off of his name, you know, like De La Hoya did or these people. Like, De La Hoya set a standard. He went out and started a promotional company. You know, that was an amazing thing. And it's like the top, one of the top promotion companies now. Yeah, we fought on their coin. That's where we just, uh, fought. uh, my guy Alex Martin fought a guy, Angel Fierro from Mexico. Uh, okay. 16, oh, what a phenomenal fighter he was, you know. He's going to really go somewhere. You know, he lost to Alex, but he took a fight, you know, on a couple of days' notice against a strong southpaw, and he got upset. But, like, he still sore in the fight, you know. He was a really, really good fighter. Like, I was very impressed by him when he was fighting. And when did that fight happen? 
Um, January, I believe. Okay. But uh, obviously, we had a date, and Corona kind of screwed it up. Um, but Corona's screwing up everything right now. Everything, man. You know, but I'm just excited to get back into it because I got a couple fighters I'm gonna be working with. I have some fighters reaching out to me, and. I'm going to make some big waves in the next year or two. I just want to see if I can take boxing and make it more personalized. You know, give these fighters, like I said, give them more attention. Give them a chance. Yeah, like, matchmaking at the end of the day is everything. Like, I know which fighters generally I can say, all right, this fighter can beat this fighter, this and that. And I've had a pretty high success rate with that. A lot of people just take, you know, the payday. And they're selling themselves short because it's an investment. You're an investment if you're a fighter. And if you take the time... And not only that, you're getting in the ring and risking your life. Listen, in regards to that, you know, I lost a really good friend of mine, Patrick Deggs, you know. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, man, listen, it it was tough. And I have to say, Patrick Deggs is the most dedicated, disciplined person I've ever met. Like, second to nothing, nothing like it. You know, he was one of the nicest people you'll ever meet in your life. And he had a really good team around him. You know, he had a coach that couldn't care more about him. The kids sport, like you know, like he was very, very disciplined every right. second of every minute, you know. And of all people, I couldn't even like fathom that happening to him, and it, it did, and it, it's terrible. But like, I just have to realize that this isn't, you know, it's not a game. Like, no, I, no, I preach defense, I preach at the fighters, and they find me sometimes annoying. Like, I don't know if you've seen on my Instagram my little brother boxing, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I did see that actually. Yeah, he doesn't get hit, like, he fights three minutes you know all three minutes you don't get touched you box the shit out of someone even on the skill for this rock and sock and robot shit they got going on in boxing it's disgusting you know a lot of amateur boxing you know it's very corrupt and a lot of people think just because you know like if you're a defensive fighter you're a weak fighter no at the end of the day I can't speak for it because in the the, I mean I'm not a boxer I've never been in the ring so but I could just only imagine when you're in the ring, you gotta defend so that way you can go home to your family. Cause one, one punch could end not only your career, but severely it could end your life. And as of late, we've been getting a lot, a lot of like great fighters that have been losing their lives. Boxing is no joke. Yeah, that you know, great Russian fighter. Nobody would have thought it happened to him. And you know, even like I said, in the amateurs, you see in Metro boxing. A lot of times, they'll go with a fighter. Like, I've seen my brother fight, and he'll fight somebody. Right. Or even me. I fought somebody throwing punches, punches, punches. And I'll catch him, catch him, catch him, counter, boom, boom, boom. And then, because they threw more punches, you'll lose a decision. It's like, right. it's insane. There's a difference between activity and actually clean, effective punching. And Ooh, that's a good one right there. It's almost like being just aggressive is promoted. When in reality, boxing is the sweet science. Like, exactly. you watch Floyd, Floyd getting hit. Not everybody, running. everybody listen right now. This is coming from a boxing trainer. He knows what it takes. He knows what it takes. So listen, listen, and, and really, really take that into consideration and and implement that into your boxing. Yeah, like, you, a lot of fighters have coaches who never did shit and even like I said I know coaches who did box before and they're actually good but like some of these coaches it's just an ego trip to them like you need to realize you're not in there getting punched in the face like I've had coaches use like they know I'm aggressive like I'm gonna go no ranks I'm on your ass 
but I do it smart, but, you know, sometimes I get hit, and I'll start getting with the firefighters. Right, right, right. But, like, I've had coaches cheer that shit on, but I've also had coaches go, all right, yo, cut the shit and get back to boxing. Get back to the basics. Yeah, if your coaches don't care enough to tell you that and tell you what you're doing is wrong, you're with the wrong team. And that's not talked about, really. It's starting to come out a little more because of Floyd and, like, Andre Ward and these people who made it cool to get out safe. Before that, look what happens to these fighters on their way out. Oh, yeah. They get old and then they're shit, you know. Then nobody cares about them. Once they don't have anything left and they're mentally beat up, then everyone moves on to the next generation. Yeah. You know? Exactly, and you guys are tuning in right now to Los Golpes Gonzalez show with your host, AJ Gonzalez, and professional boxing trainer, Joe Zagarino. Man, honestly, like, okay, we were going to get into talking about, you know, Tyson and stuff like that, but you know what? I say we leave that for another show because I want you to get back. I want you to be back on on the show, and you know what? We're we're probably going to hit them with a a back-to-back show. You know, I appreciate, man. I really enjoyed this. No, no, we're gonna hit him with a back to back. And honestly, I really, really do appreciate you being on the show. You know, and 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 giving your expertise and what you you've been through and what you know things that you've done. And man, it's 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 been awesome. It's been really awesome. And uh, for everybody out there, we we are gonna get Joe back on. And it only if Joe is 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 willing to get back on. You know? Oh, most definitely, man. I've enjoyed this morning. So, you know. Oh, man. So what we're going to do, what we're going to do, because there is a lot of more things that we can talk about. We are running short on time. So what we're going to do is our next show, we're going to have you back on, and we're going to do a part two. So this is a part one of, of uh, the interview. We're going to do a part two. I think the, 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 the fans deserve it. We all deserve it. You know, we all deserve it right now. I mean, we have to just have content with everything that's going on, you know, um, and hopefully everybody out there is being safe. And uh, another thing, man, where can they follow you? On Joe Zagrino at Instagram and um, Joe Zagrino on Facebook. Um, That's all the social media I have. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And uh, any shout outs? Any shout outs that you want to give? Yeah, I got a couple. um, one, Only a couple, though, Joe. Oh, not just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I just got, of course, my little brother, Jack Zagrino, who's an excellent, excellent fighter. Uh, a manager. Shouts out to your little brother, man. Yeah, a manager I've been working with, Ryan Recton. I've been working a lot with him on some boxing stuff. And that's all that comes to mind right now. And, of course, you, man, for having me on the show. I really oh, appreciate, appreciate it, man. No, honestly, I appreciate you. Um, you know, we were supposed to get on the show uh, a while back ago, and you know what? Everything happens for a reason, and and I'm very, very glad, man, and I'm blessed to have you on the show. Not only that, man, I'm going to let you guys know out there, it's not only boxing, man. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a relationship, you know? It's a friendship, and uh, ba- boxing is a family. It's family, you know what I mean? So, so you're... You're more, you know, you're always welcomed on Los Golpes Gonzalez show, man. And and this is going to be one of many more shows that, that, you know, I hope to get you on. I appreciate that, man. You know, and then whenever you're out here in California, man, your house is right here. Most definitely. Listen, I'm going to be out there soon. The second this clears up because I got to visit California. I'm excited for that one. So, hey, well, you got a house here when you come out, and uh, we'll go from there. You guys can follow us at Los Golpes Gonzalez Show. That's, again, 
at Los Golpes Gonzalez Show and subscribe if you haven't subscribed already to Los Golpes Gonzalez Show on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us today and you can follow me, your host, AJ Gonzalez. It's going to be at AJAYRMB. I appreciate your time, Joe. It's been it's been a blessing, man. Same, man. Thank you very much again. All right, all right. Stay on the line. Stay on the line. We're going to cut it off here. Thank you guys for the support. Till next time.